It's time for us to get love right, folks. And so we invite you to check out the King and Queen of Hearts. This is an incredible training for couples who are struggling in unsatisfying sex lives. It's also for lifelong learners, people whose relationship is great and they want to make it even better. In this three-part training that is filled with eight different tutorials like the art of tantric kissing, eye gazing that is deep and intimate, connective, and not creepy, and sacred sexual meditations, you do them with your lover to juice you up before sex. Communication tips and really, really valuable relationship essentials are all found in this training. You know, a common mistake couples make is They wait, they put it off, they avoid, they resist. And if you want to continue doing that, well, good luck. But if you really want to make a change, get this today. Don't let another month go by where you're losing precious connection with your partner. Plus, you can't beat the price on this program. One of our clients, Casey, said a spark in their intimacy is back on track. Now, Sarah and her husband, you know what she told us, Willow? She said, finally, he learned how to kiss her right. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So happy for Sarah. So if you want some radical changes in your love life, go to sexreimagined.com, click on courses and scroll until you find the King and Queen of Hearts. And because you are a fan of the podcast, you can use uh, the King and Queen 10 code in order to get 10% off. That is King and Queen 10 and you can use it in the checkout. All right, you guys are in for a real spectacular interview coming up here. Welcome to the Sex Reimagined podcast, where sex is shame-free and pleasure forward. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Ladies. We are so excited to drop in with these two today. They have a wealth of wisdom. So welcome, April and Amy. We're so thrilled you both are here with us. Thank Thank you you for having us. We're stoked to be here. I know. I I heard we're talking about sex toys. Yeah, baby. (laughs) We haven't talked about sex toys yet, so I'm super excited. Who better to enlighten us on sex toys than April and Amy, who have been in the biz for so long? You know, I'm really curious if you guys could say a little bit about yourselves and how, like, what's the genesis? What's the origin story of how you got into all of this, both with the podcast and, of course, the sex toys? I know, I think you were both involved in the sex toy store in Santa Cruz, Pure Pleasure. Mm-hmm. So yep. anyways, yeah, tell us a little bit about you. In the beginning, there were dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, but before that was a big bang. And <laughs> then there was Pure Pleasure. Um. Okay, so let's do the the shorter version of what could be a really long story. Uh, So at 18, I decided I wanted to enter the world of human sexuality, thought I wanted to be a sex therapist, came from that perspective more so just having a lot of questions about my own body. I don't understand my body, my orgasms. how, How do I even have orgasms? I only had them from vibrators at that time. I took a human sexuality class at Cabrillo, which is a community college here in Santa Cruz and loved every second of it, even though the teacher there, the professor was still recommending the diaphragm to 18 year olds, um, which (laughs) Planned Parenthood wasn't even doing. And um, and they were celibate for 10 years, but they're teaching human sexuality. Celibacy is all good, everyone. But like to be a human sexuality teacher, it was an interesting perspective to share with your students. By the way, I've been celibate for 10 years. 
And I decided that I loved every second of the, the class, even though it was kind of, they were making it dry and dull. I loved reading the textbooks. If I was going to go to school for something I loved, why not? Uh, well, or my, why not go to school for something I love and have so many questions about and just want to learn about. So I ended up being human sexuality. Um, and then fast forward to going to San Francisco State, uh, minoring in human sexuality. I, at that point, uh, was in the process of meeting April. We met working at a restaurant, had nothing to do with sex. Uh, <laughs> and we worked in a restaurant together and immediately felt like deep sisterhood uh, happened very quickly in this weird way. We're like, almost like we have past life stuff together or something mm -hmm. that we just, it's just, it goes beyond this lifetime in our perspective. But uh, with one of this field trips for my, one of my classes at San Francisco State was to Good Vibrations in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of one, one of the OGs of sex positive sex shops uh, where you go in and the sex toys aren't closeted in the back room. You know, it's um, you, all the toys are out on display for you to touch all the people that are working there, educators, they're really welcoming, embracing sex. And so I called my mom and I was like, we should open up a sex shop like this in Santa Cruz. And she was like, what me really a sex shop? And her mom was like a travel agent at the time. Yeah. She's oh, travel agent. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Or like, and before that real estate, you know, but she, she wanted to do something to benefit women uh, because her mom was a very unempowered woman. Your mom never learned how to drive, ride a bike swim, or swim kind of like was in service to the, her husband, especially in sex. And, um, Fun fact to my grandpa, we're used to bootleg porn. So it's apparently it's in my blood. <laughs> he in was Santa a, Cruz, right? Oh, no, LA. Okay. He was a California. TV repairman, but he would do sell porn on the side. And wow. um, he wasn't filming it, but he would just sell the old. He old, was a smut peddler. Yeah, smut they called yeah. him back in the day. He smut peddling VHSs. So anyways, fast forward, my mom and I did decide to open up the store that um, was, we wanted it to be similar to the Good Vibrations theme where we have weekly sex ed classes leah you have taught there multiple times mm -hmm. um since then we after 12 years we closed the brick and mortar sold it to good vibrations actually so full yeah. circle brilliant right before shelter in place thank goodness um <laughs> and april and i were really close at the time and i saw her work ethic and working in a restaurant i was like damn that girl is a social savant like she can she could sell your own your sock off your your own foot to you like she just has this way to her and she gets and shit done right? she gets yeah. shit done and she's a people person i was studying law anyway which i'm not meant to be a lawyer so yeah. i'm happy Clearly that i started not. selling those no. yes yeah so i was like uh do you want to become be the manager at our new sex shop and she what was your response i don't even own a vibrator i, was like, I don't even own a vibrator i've never worked in retail but i love shopping so maybe <laughs> i'll be good at this so i was like here's your first vibrator and actually funny this her first vibrator i gave her is from a company called fun factory which is actually a company she ended up working for like six year, six years six and later. a half years yes yeah wow. yeah i think that's yes. when i originally met you amy at a mutual friend's wedding you were working for that company at that time oh, oh april me i was i was working april. for fun factory yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay yeah she's yeah, the yeah. head of global sales I was, yeah she the director of sales yes yeah. it was um yeah it was really cool and working for manufacturer i got to help design toys and oh actually learned so much about it. But if it weren't for Amy, I would never have been even remotely 
I wouldn't remotely thought I belonged in selling sex toys like ever in a million years. I grew up in Wisconsin. All of the sex shops you walked into were scary. They were dudes. We call them whack shacks, right? Where sticky floor stores stores where you like, I don't go in there. And you, you get a little nervous to, to even look at anything because you're afraid you're being, there's a voyeur there. There's a voyeur in the back, which no problem, but you know, there, there was no privacy. So when Amy said this, I was like, I don't think I want to work in in a sex shop because I don't, I was like, you got I've never been in one and I don't own a vibrator. And she said that I would be a natural and she was, she was, she was a manager there for a year and fell in love with someone in Israel and moved away to Israel. No, it's two years, two years. Well then, and then she left and I cried. And then, um, but, and then when she moved back to the States with her now Israeli husband later, years later, uh, brought her to a sex toy trade show. Uh, and it, she instantly got hired to work at, as like became, you know, woman of the year in the sex toy industry. She's she April is like the most sought after person in the sex toy industry. She's she's blushing. She's like, man, don't say that, Amy. But every company would love for her to work for them because she knows her shit. Okay. Oh, yes. Can we say shit on the show? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And okay. so charming. I mean, <laughs> I know it is charming. And then just to sum this up, because we only have 50 minutes, um, we started the podcast in 2017 after we were on a, another podcast called Sex with Emily. Amy and I were both mm-hmm. single at the time. I was newly divorced from that Israeli who I still think is awesome. Shout out to you. And uh, <laughs> we we wanted it to be just a passion project with no intention of it blowing up. And then slowly but surely we realized how incredibly gifted the world of talking about sex openly um, on podcasts, how gifted it is to be able to do that and how, how much of the world needed that. And we kept receiving more and more feedback about how important our work was. And uh, we've had Willow on the show multiple times. And so Shameless Sex sort of fell into our hands and it's become both of our like passion and, li- and life work, not just a project now, but our actual, uh, our way of life. And we're now able to to where the top where we range between the top two to four, but usually two to three, uh, top sexuality podcasts in the world. So wow, congratulations! Yeah, that's I know, phenomenal. It's so beautiful, it's so amazing, and that's just in in five years' time of doing the podcast, right? Yeah, we yeah. just we just hit our five. Yeah, we didn't year realize. Anniversary. Someone let us know, like, yeah. So you just had your five year anniversary. And we're like, what? Oh, oh, happy anniversary! Yep. We should we should have it. We should have like a piece of cake later. So <laughs> yes. half of that milk yeah. bar cake in there. I just oh. ate some this morning for breakfast. I'll have a bite later. So you can have that with me. And I just want to also add to this day with the podcast, we still work for sex toy companies. So I work for a lubricant company called Uberlube. April's the VP of a company called Hot Octopus. We go to trade shows all the time and see all mm. the toys that are currently come are out and available. Um, so we, and my, my mom and I still own purepleasureshop.com. Um, so we're still very immersed in the sex toy world. Uh, and we do shameless sex as well. Nice. Let's talk about sex toys. Let's yeah. move into that. Let's talk about where sex. should yeah. we begin? Well, I just heard of one. I almost went to go look for it oh, yeah, um, like yesterday, but since you ladies were coming on, I'm like, oh, I should ask them. So I think it's called uh, the Rose. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay, I was tell just, us everything. We were just talking about this yesterday. Amy's like, what's up with all well, the hype with the Rose? I was like, I'm not sure. So I asked April because I've been in multiple sex shops. Part of our job is for working for these companies is we go and visit sex shops all over. Um, well, I'm more regional. Regional and April's glo- pretty global, actually. But anyways, we go in these sex shops and we we see all these other toys and the uh, the buyers will teach us about these other toys. Like, do you know what about the rose? And I was like, what is with this rose thing? And there's a lot of hype about it. 
My understanding is the rose is a smaller version of the suction vibes that womanizer and satisfier created. The, the air pulse technology, which is mm-hmm. this new, it sounds like this. Like, but when it's on your body, it's a little quieter. Right. But it sounds like that when it's off. I think it sounds almost like a frog riveting, which to me was the most distracting piece of using that product because I'm all about sound and I'm used to vibration. So vibration would sound like, right? And this is more like, yeah. And it's the best way to describe it. I'm sorry. And it's a combo. So the original company, I think Womanizer was the first, I know, terrible name, but German, everyone, German. Um, the, 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 <laughs> they came out with this, this technology first years ago. And since then, other companies have started to make their own version of these products. Um, and they're generally like almost like a more handheld, not like full magic wand style. They look like ear thermometers yeah. that you would put into your ear at the doctor's office. But the rose, I think, is a small version of it. And so I think that's kind of some of the hype is it gives you like this almost light suction, but it is still vibrating and it's a little more compact is and my understanding. There's also, and I, I don't advocate for this or, or uh, I don't advocate for how the length of time it takes you to have an orgasm, but a lot of their, their marketing was you have an orgasm in two minutes or less because it's that good. So mm-hmm. if it, cause everyone's the same because everyone <laughs> is exactly the same. Yes. This is why I don't and advocate for it, but that was the hype. as quick as possible. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I was using some vibrators last night. I didn't have any orgasms. My body was a no last night. I was like, all right, yeah, well, that's know? where we're at. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. perfect. I blew yeah. my yeah. clit out when I was 23 by using the magic wand. So now I can't even use air pulse technology because when I do, I'm like, this is not working for me. I oh. need something to stronger. Really- Her body you know, is a power that tool. If you take 30 days off your, all your clitoral nerve endings will come back to yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Vibrator. We call it a vibrator. I've called it a vibrator strike. She calls it a vibrator fast. I call it and, a cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Cleanse. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yours is much more gentle willow. Yes. I'm going to go with that. A vibrator or a clitoral cleanse. A clitoral cleanse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, tell us what you guys know about that. Like how, what happens to the clitoral nerve endings when you use vibrators consistently and regularly? So it's, it's kind of a common misconception or myth. We'll call it that I'll, I'll bust that I talk to people about. And Amy does as well that your nerve endings, obviously the vibration can numb them out for a, a period of time, depending on the human body. But what's really happening is the dopamine that's released your body, basically because your brain is your biggest sex organ becomes accustomed to that sensation. So it will require the vibration again and again, it's almost like an addiction where your body is so used to this, that that's where the break comes in. So you can actually learn to have the dopamine that's released during orgasm from a specific sensation, just like the same with that goes with porn. If you watch porn all the time and that's how you can orgasm, if you're at, with an actual human, it might be more difficult for you to have that release. So then you take so, a porn fast. Right. So yeah. when people ask Cleanse. that all the time, is it true you can get desensitized? The truth is it may desensitize you for a, a, a specific portion of time, depending on the body and the human. Mm. However, it won't be something that will damage you forever unless you're burning yourself or which would actually or, do yeah. permanent damage or yes, or, or your piercings, things like that will actually permanently more permanently damage those nerve endings. I think there's something to be said too. Also, I a hundred percent agree with April with the brain being the largest sex organ. So when you're taking that cleanse and then there's the vagus nerve, we know, you know, connects from, you know, we got the brain and the throat all the way down, like this longest nerve ending system that connects to our pelvic floor. So it makes sense that something happening on pelvic floor would connect and affect the entire body and the brain sending on these signals and all these different pieces there. 
Um, and, and so there's something to be said about, it's almost like we're, an, we're just animals kind of, you know, like you train your I dog and you ring like an animal. Oh my God. Are we allowed yeah. to say the F word? Yeah. Yeah. That's we, just I, well, or I did. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, we want to train a dog to do something. We need repetition to train over and over again, but we're almost like we're doing this reverse repetition of not using the thing. And then maybe just like not touching our clitoris for a while, or just using our hands without the intention of, ha- of having an orgasm or maybe not intention, but a goal, like being so driven. Um, and I've personally, as someone who used to only have orgasms from vibrators, had to take these fast, these strikes, these cleanses, um, to learn and had to, I mean, I chose it though, because we believe here pleasure is pleasure. Like if you're just getting off to a vibrator and you're fine with that, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, knock yourself enjoy. out. Go if you have us. a partner that's like, there's something wrong with you. You need to learn to get off to my cock. You do you and don't, don't change this just because unless my, in my opinion is just for someone else. I like to change it for yourself too, if that's important to you. Um, but as you all know, I know what you, what you teach and I've been to many of, you know, Leah's classes and seen what you teach Willow. I mean, you, you to teach, you're the masters of teaching people the power of their bodies and how to move through these barriers that they get stuck in. Um, and you do it in different ways, but also there's a reason why you're all working together over there here. I'm interviewing you. Damn it. Or I'll stop. (laughs) Okay. So I've got a clarifying question. Really. I just want to, from your opinion, make sure that I'm what I'm representing to people is accurate because I'm not a sex toy expert, but I have worked with a lot of people who feel like their climaxes are really numbed out or they're one note Mm -hmm. and they're not able to like raise the ceiling up higher in a way that they would really like to. It's like they know how to get relief, but they're not reaching ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And since I'm limited in my knowledge in terms of like where to point them in regards to other sex toys, um, I typically tell them to take a break from a vibrator, but still use a dildo. Mm-hmm. And if they're feeling, if that creates anxiety or panic, the idea of like, oh my God, I don't want, but I need my vibrator and it just is like just too much overwhelm, then my advice typically is to wean themselves, not do a fast, but wean themselves off the vibrator by putting their hand where they would normally put the vibrator. Mm-hmm. And then to put the vibrator on top of their fingers that is touching the area that would normally touch their skin. And then each time they self-pleasure or if they're with a partner, they just move the vibrator like a quarter of an inch, a half an inch or an inch higher on their hand mm-hmm. until they're going all the way up their arm so that they're still getting the vibrational pulse, but it's not like a supercharged pulse so that their body can reacclimate to still getting sensation, but without the attachment or the need to have it be on superpower so yeah. that their brain can reestablish a different neural pathway that's a different pathway than the habit. It's like there's a groove in the brain that gets stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper the more we just have one way of getting off. And the idea is let's have multiple ways of getting off. And I imagine that various vibrators and toys can help create those different pathways so that we've got lots of pathways to Orgasm Lake, not just one. So what would you correct? I, I, I think that's brilliant. So I wouldn't correct that. I would okay. stick with what you're doing, but here's a, a couple things I would add. One would be 
use the vibrator on yourself while touching yourself in other ways. So say you want to learn how to get off to the, you having your fingers in the first inch of the vaginal canal, like through some circular motion or, or like maybe a finger, you know, or to kind of touching the G area or yeah. something like that, or up your butt, up your butt, wherever, yeah. you know, you combine them at the same time using the vibrator. And the minute it feels like you're in close to orgasming the vibrator, you take the vibrator away, but you keep doing the other thing. Okay. And, and you might not orgasm though. Like don't get set on having an orgasm, keep doing the other thing. And then you're like, okay, I didn't orgasm. Now bring the vibrator back. Okay. And, and then the, you're kind of doing this, like, it's almost like edging. Yeah. 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 But, but you're program, but you're programming this other part. I mean, people have done this with like, you yeah. know, spinal cord injuries where they're learning how to have orgasms in other parts of their bodies. And so you can actually use the sex toy in the way that you did, but you're just like pulling it away when you get close to the point of orgasm, but you're still touching yourself in this other way or, or area in the way that you would like to learn how to orgasm or like you could do a penetrative sex, right? We're having penetrative sex. Um, and then I, I pull the vibrator right before orgasm. But the thing is, is that people need to be okay with you might not orgasm that time, the next time, maybe not that day, maybe not for a week of practicing this. Right. But you can some you a lot of people through this. It's discipline, right? It's super disciplined, but they often devotion. can learn. Yeah, devote. Okay, so yeah, she's got better words. Here's oh, it's like so much devotion more devotion to gentle than mine. <laughs> orgasmic pathway. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I, that's that's great. I yeah. often will tell people like when they're when they don't know how to have vaginal orgasms or G spot orgasms or anal orgasms, I will tell them, can use your clitoris to build the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to those other nerve plexuses, to the pelvic nerve, pudental nerve, stimulate it, then that will create a wire to the pelvic nerve, that'll create yeah. a wire to the hypogastric nerve, so that you can have anal orgasms and vaginal orgasms, because for a lot of people, they don't feel them yet. But the clitoris is an amazing highway that you can connect the two. It's almost like the clitoris feeds the mm. other orgasms, and you just got to know how to like you know, build that highway bridge. Yeah. It's like hungry hippo. Yeah. It's like hungry hippo. <laughs> or like okay. whack a mole. That's what my partner calls me. It's like sometimes you're like whack a mole. Like one minute it seems like you're Is getting that off. You beat the little. Yeah. But it keeps moving in a different <laughs> spot. So <laughs> it's anybody like, from like, Peter, they were talking about a game. Yeah. They were talking we about abuse, never but it's like all, all of a sudden here comes Amy's orgasm in the spot. And then, the, oh, no, no, actually it changed. Now it needs this other thing. Now it needs a finger on the nipple and like, the, oh, no, no, now it needs another thing. And, and he's just like following, he's like following whack a mole around wherever my pleasure's going that means he has to stay hyper present to oh, what's he's going at, on with your he's body good at that oh he's really good at that <laughs> I, I, i'm also really glad that you brought up this piece about like not having orgasm be the goal yeah because i think that's what gets people really trapped in not being able to have orgasms yeah is it gets so fixated on having to have one that it's almost like a sabotage what is your how do you redirect like what's your advice in redirecting someone away from necessarily orgasm well, this probably would be a better conversation to have with Amy as well, because she talks about some th- sometimes on her sexual journey. I am, I'm one of those folks that I love instant gratification and I don't always go into an experience with myself or with a partner expecting an orgasm to happen. I treat it as a bonus. However, mm-hmm. I really, in my brain, I'm like, oh, I want this to happen. I- it's going <laughs> to happen. I know it's going to happen. And, and a Get lot of times me. it will. <laughs> and I think retraining your brain to have it be the bonus rather than the goal is what we always recommend where whenever you're happy, that's where the presence comes in. And I know you both are present at 
you're, you're, you're both very good at being present because I've hung out with both of you individually and together. And, uh, and that's something that for me has been a, the, the biggest challenge is being present in the moment to feel all the sensations and not think about the orgasm, but the journey. Mm-hmm. And that is the, it's simple but it's almost like a meditation where you're, yeah. you're listening to the breath. You're listening to the sounds that are around you. You're feeling the heartbeat of yourself or the others. You're dropping into the moment and the experience. You're feeling the sensation of touch rather than just genital touch, but touch on the body. And Amy, like one time Amy was telling me about her partner. She's like, yeah, he gave me a vulva massage for about 30 minutes. And I, I was love, like, that sounds I fucking horrible. Yeah, I was it's like, not her jam. No I'm like, it's a way. She's like, really? You wouldn't, you wouldn't like that. I'm like, no, just external too, by the way, yeah, all not external. going inside. Not Nothing going inside at all. And April's like, I would, I would hate that. And that's and not I, her jam. Maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm an exception to the rule. But for me, I, I would be. I would, she's a doer. She wants I would to be probably just haven't get, had the right vulva massage yet. April. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, I could rent when, when my partner get the for right a vulva massage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe this is, maybe this is it. But the, even the idea of sitting there for that long, I need some kind of five minute indication ding, like bell to ding. So I would know <laughs> how many dings. Break it up. Yeah. Yes. Amy, April would need like, um, rounds, right? Yeah. She, yes. she's, yeah. And there's, there's like someone in, the, in like in the ring round with a sign. Hold up right <laughs> I could deal with that. That yeah. actually would be a better way for me It'd to be go more entertaining that. for you. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people actually use time as like the orgasmic meditation practice. They're all about timers. Like set a yeah. 50 minute timer. And some people are more, they need more like regimented time windows they need to know you know and and that's okay I mean I, and I identify as one of those people in a lot of ways too um the other thing I would add to what April said is just you know it's hard to just say okay I'm gonna make it, it the goal is not orgasm orgasm is a bonus but a lot of us are like but so what the fuck are we doing you know, I still need a goal or like I, I need in- an intention you know that's willow intention not goal right there like, you go girl yeah, there you go. all right so if you need an intention or goal um you know, what if it's just, um, presence of sensation. So just my intention is to focus on all of the sensations that, I, which is hard to do. That's why April said it's a meditation. So as there's fingers on my, on my nipples or rubbing down my belly, I'm just focusing on that happening on my body. Or as I'm mm-hmm. touching someone else, I'm just focusing on the sensations of my, what it feels like to have me touching them or, or maybe what their body's doing, you know, them with the moaning or, or their, their body's starting to kind of glow and glisten. And, um, so maybe that could be a goal or intention is to focus on presence or a sensation, or if you need another goal or intention that feels closer to orgasm than just pleasure, you know, so just, you know, being set on, on a journey towards pleasure, meaning something, things that feel good in a pleasurable, maybe erotic way. Um, so, and, and, and I think then we can bring in this broader scale of like, you know, if, so if we work from like a zero being like, actually let's go to the negative two, negative two is pain. This feels terrible. Zero is numb. And a 10 is O town, like big orgasm, like, woo, you know, mm-hmm. let's make that the transcendent one and then make a nine, like the orgasm you're talking about Leah. That's like, eh, well, it's a little something, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't go a lot of places. And then we can, then we can look at it as like a five of just being like, okay, I'm feeling some things and that's nice. And I can hang out there and like, okay. And this maybe works more for heady people, but April and I identify as pretty heady people work me like, all right, I'm feeling, I'm hanging out at a seven. You know, it's not quite this like explosive orgasm. It's a lot of pleasure. And for me, honestly, hanging out at like a seven through eight or nine for a half an hour 
sometimes is even way better than going to the 10 here and there. That's right. Amen. Yeah. I that. am all about like seven, eights and nines because 10 to me has gotten to the point where it means it's over. Yeah. And I love to play with the range of like almost tipping over and then like cooling it down, cooling it down and then getting back yeah. to that place where it's like, oh my God, I could tip over. I don't want to. And then it feels like I'm having an orgasm for five minutes, not yeah. just like that white out that lasts a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And I really like what you said about it being like the bonus. An orgasm. One of the things that we often say, and I would, and the reason why I'm loving what you're saying is because it gives more range and variety, is we often talk about make the goal love and orgasms will follow. Mm, or yeah, make the goal that. fucking. But th- <laughs> that's April, just the thing. April. Not everyone <laughs> is actually having a love experience with someone that they want to yeah. like get down and dirty with. Yeah. So that's not always the best languaging. So I love like the bonus languaging. My typical response is, look, if it's just a fuck buddy and it's not really about love, I mean, there's the emotion of love and there's the energy of love. And I can explain what those things are, but it's still not the right languaging. So I think it's really great to have variety in the languaging that we use mm-hmm. because it's, it's not all about love, people. It's no. just about fucking, like April said. If you want an 18-year-old boy on the show, you have one right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, right here. In well, the flesh. And some people, some people, you know, for I, I remember being a younger person before who didn't really have energetic experiences of sexual connection with people um and i was just you know i'd had sex with i don't know maybe like eight or ten people by that time but never had this like expansive experience of like almost like we're one and you know you know two hours have gone by but it feels like five hours of whatever you know and then i finally experienced that so before that i'd say i don't make love i fuck and mm-hmm. then when I experienced, I was like, oh, I know what it's like to make love now. And I didn't mm-hmm. have to do that with people I loved, though. Right. Um, right. It was it was there was like a and, but but for me, the safer and more connected and respected I felt, the more likely I was able to go to those places. If those the places, if those things weren't available, I really I personally would have a hard time going there with someone. I was just going to say enough about love. Let's talk about <laughs> sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> OK, but I do want to make this one point because yeah, uh, there was something um, that April mentioned because I really relate to. Um, and even though, yes, I can do the expanded and make love long and long and long, my mind is so busy. I got shit that needs to get done or I'm hungry. And so those things take precedence. <laughs> and if I'm in a, a stage of my sexuality where I'm not really all that connected to it or I'm not all that in the mood or it's just not super alive in me, then it almost feels like sexuality and intimacy can be like a chore. And, and I have to have strategies to show up so that because I've proven to myself that if I show up and I by the time it's over, I'm super glad I showed up because it's I'm like, why would I ever blow this off? You know, or maybe I should blow it off more often. Um, so the, what you're saying about like the whole timer thing, I think one of the things that's helped is for me to say, I get a five minute rule. I'm going to show up for this intimacy hour because I said I would. But if I can't drop in, if I am just spinning out, then I get to say, I tried. I love you. Later. And and move on to something else. Because And what often happens is then that five minutes turns into 25 minutes or, or like whatever. And that whole piece around like the vulva massage, it's variety. We're all so freaking different. Like 
I would prefer someone sort of touch me without touching me. Like, I like the space between touch. Mm. That's going to get me off more than someone just rubbing me and rubbing me and rubbing me. I couldn't tolerate that for five minutes. So it's like, I think, like, I want to invite the audience to go, this is so different for everybody. We're probably all capable of receiving a hot, sexy vulva massage for 30 minutes, but we don't know the keys sometimes to sustain that until we really explore range Mm -hmm. and range can only happen with variety when it comes to touch. Yeah. I'm so so for me, touches is, is important. It's not the thing that really gets me. I love hot makeout sessions okay. and then talking about what's going to happen that dirty talk. really dirty talk. Yes, dirty. is really helpful. And then adding a product, a toy and a sex toy with some fingers. And then some of my, my, uh, what I love feeling special. So some of tapping into my love language of uh, words of affirmation are really important for me. That alone will start to just have my pussy be in tingle mode. And then I know what's going to happen. I was like, oh yeah. And then if someone says, especially if my partner's like, oh, I can feel you're going to orgasm. Like I can feel the the blood pumping. I'm like, oh my God, yes, this is so hot. And then I'm just like, ah. so that does help. But a 30 minute velvet massage. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, like, that's too much pressure for me right now. That is so good that you listed like four to six things, you know, that, that kind of come in that are all play, that are all variety, that are all have like a system to work because so many people listening have no idea that there are these elements that really amp up and feed how big is big. Um, so keep giving us those distinctions. Those are really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you. Okay, sex toys, sex toys. Sex toys. So if somebody has never used a sex toy be- before, I was just talking to a potential client the other day, and she's been, you know, struggling with these orgasms that are like a, a fraction of a fraction. It's like, it's barely a- anything. Right. And she's like, how do I r- like raise the the sensation of it, the frequency, the vibration of it? And so I started asking questions. Do you use a vibrator? Have you ever used anything before? No, she hadn't. So that was um, a whole edgy thing for her just mm. getting started with um using a toy at all so what what what's like what's a good beginner toy yeah Yeah. what's the beginners great question i'll start with what because amy for sure started younger than i did and uh when she provided me with my first vibrator i had no idea what i would have tried or even would have purchased if i had walked through a sex shop or now we have online capabilities however I think that what was great about the first product that she gave me was that it was very low frequency of vibration. So the intensity was really low and it was a vibrator. I had always, since five years old, I think I was five and a half, I humped a teddy bear, right? So Mm -hmm. that was my masturbation. So I know that I needed external stimulation and I had rarely, if ever at the time, orgasm from penetrative sex. Uh, so orgasm for me was tied simply to my self-pleasure practices or masturbation practices, right? It actually took me a long time to train my brain on how to have orgasm in a partnership experience because I had only, it was always this private thing that I did in, I, I mean, it was closeted, right? I didn't know what I was doing at the time was orgasm. It just felt felt really good. So humping this teddy bear was great, but I'd never really use my fingers. It was always a pillow or a teddy bear. So I think starting, depending on who you are, 
remember there's about 85% of vulva owning humans out there will orgasm from external stimulation. And you can learn to experience other orgasms in other ways. That is not the one size fits all approach, but starting with a vibrator that is external, most likely will be something that will help you. And the, the lay a spot that Amy had given me, you could lay on it. So it was a low vibration that I could mm. lay on and kind of hump. So mm. it was external. It kind of would, it would kind of, um, I didn't even know shape. about humping the teddy bear at the time. By no, the she didn't. Yeah. I had never, I did not share <laughs> that with her until later. Yeah. Time humper yeah. myself. Too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Give me a sheet in between my legs. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All about the yeah. 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 Or, like, <laughs> or the armrest of a couch. You oh, know? Yeah. yes. Well, yeah. I wasn't home alone. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, maybe some couches where I wasn't, I wasn't home alone thinking about being open in the couch that was like, exposed. That's why I was in my room with my teddy bear alone and with the door closed. And so I think that that maybe an external vibe that has start with the lower frequency of vibration. And if that's just not enough for you, meaning it's not happening, you're getting maybe these little orgasm, the, the tinges of orgasms. And it's just, you could also try, there's so many, you could try a rabbit style vibrator, meaning something with an internal external capability that you kind of mm -hmm. insert and play with the, the modes. You can also try just uh, you could try one of the air pulse techs, technology products. Amy loves those. I think that and this is my last piece about this. I think when you start off with, and I love the magic wand, right? The magic wand is this, it used to be called the Hitachi magic wand. Hitachi didn't want to be associated with sex toys. So they sold off the name and now it's just the magic wand. They used to have, it was a back massager that had this eighties lady a with a leotard on, it, on, the front, yes, yeah. on, on the front and everyone was using it as a sex toy, but it's the size of a baseball bat. Now they have a smaller <laughs> it's quite one. Huge. It's yeah. huge. And this is my only bit of history for you within this recording is that they've never, the, the voltage isn't compatible with places in Europe and or Australia. So that product has never been out in those markets, those huh. regions. It's primarily in the United States and people in those countries from my global sex toy years as, a, as selling sex toys all over the world. No, no one has had access. So everyone in those countries wants low frequency of vibration. And in the States, I swear to you, I've had the ma magic wand. I got it after this Leia spot and after another one. And ever since then, I need like like the, the strongest so like power tool and power and i now whenever i feel a toy i'm like that's not going to work for me i need something stronger i need something stronger i blew up my clit when i was 25 i didn't blow up my clit and i do think it's so it's association and what the bodies do with the amount of of intense frequency Crazy, and there's yeah. rumbly and fuzzy and low so and amy i'm sure has something to speak to this but that is my that's my theory that i postulate to share with everyone so if you are new to vibrators i would recommend starting low or going with the air pulse tech and, so, then, and then learn about so your body basically not starting with a magic wand basically yes. yeah. i would I would go. Yeah. That's what I did. And yeah. Like, Holy yeah. Shit. It's, a, it's a lot, right? Like you could oh. use that over like four pairs of jeans. That's how I first orgasm. time I, I ejaculated was from a magic wand. Oh, so what I, I'm not saying, don't, so I'm saying, not, so what I'm saying is if you're new to sex toys and you have not really explored it yet, so you don't have this big orgasm barrier necessarily. It's not like you've tried everything and nothing's working. Because right. um, if you tried everything and nothing's working, go get the magic wand. It's probably yeah. going to give you an orgasm. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and the magic wand. Go get wand. the baseball bat. Yeah, go get 
would be so yes. but it also the electric version is just the only two settings strong and stronger that's what right. i have that's what i first have they, i still have it they now have a rechargeable and a mini rechargeable that has lighter vibration options Good. too so you could start with a mini rechargeable wand and start at the but and so going with what april's saying so for the, that was one example like you tried all other things you tried all these sex toys none of them are working you're not having the orgasm go get the magic wand um if you want a new sex toy like what april's saying Yes, multiple speeds is super important. Start with the lower ones, really play around with those as much as you can. Because if you get accustomed to the higher setting really, really quickly, that's what happens. The brain's like, well, that's our one. You know, we like that one. And then there's the, what would we call it? A vibrator uh, uh, break cleanse. cleanse. Then, cleanse. then you might, you know, eventually want or need to take a vibrator cleanse. But those multiple speeds are, I think, are really important. And whether it's just external or internal, that's up to you. Um, to decide, but like April said, most people are using the vibrations or having the orgasms from they're clitorals. discontinuing the Leia spot too, by oh, the really? way, they are. So oh. that one's not recommended, but doing, okay. if you want external to something that's hands-free that you can lay on like that, there are yeah. other options. They, they look more like a, kind of like a curve. Right. What are they? Yeah, I want something that's like, options? that kind of molds to the vulva and then just dances it. Just Hot like Octopus it. is making one right as we speak right Ooh. now. That's almost done called the queen V with the like queen vulva. And it's going to, I saw oh. it and it's with. It's with oscillating pulse plate technology. It's not available yet. However, by the time uh, this year ends, we're in 2022, it's supposed to release in Q4. So in December, we should have the Queen V, which will be really cool. I'm um, helping with some of the process of designing it. And there are other ones you could do hands-free that you can kind of lay on. What well, there's So what's that one? WeVibe makes a couple of things like the Wish um, by oh, WeVibe. Right. And it's like this blue, almost looks like, it's not like the size, it's smaller than my hand, but it kind of cups the body. The Moxie too, which sits in your in well, your like underwear. underwear. Yeah, it's an underwear okay, vibe. So there's the mm -hmm. Moxie. There's the, 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 the Wee Vibe Wish. I think they still make the Wish. The Wee Vibe is for when you're with a partner, right? Well, no, they make multiple things. That's okay. a brand oh, that brand. makes multiple products. Got and they it. started okay. with that one that has the part, like almost like a C where one yep. part goes inside. And then there's two motors. One's on the kind of G area and one is on the clitoris. I want to speak to what one more. What are they more... calling the Hitachi that's not the Magic, magic Wand. The Magic okay. Wand. From Vibratex. One thing that people don't think about now and I'm speaking to uh, vibrating cock rings because when we think of cock rings, yes. folks think about, okay, uh, that's for a penis. However, you can use these on a dildo if you want wanted to. Oh. You could use them in a hand. You can also use them in partner play. And there's one called the Atom Plus that I helped design because I love. You gave me one of those. April. Yeah, I have one. I have one too. Yes, it's awesome. Oh, did awesome. you hand them out? I did. Oh, you did. I yeah, did. she did. At a, at a retreat. And I love it so much. If you, if the person that's wearing it, you have to prep for that. And they're not all the same. Some of them, you don't have to wait until the person's flaccid. So if they're semi-erect or they're totally erect, you cannot get this particular product on. What I'm saying is that like vibrating cock rings are a great way to grind on something on a penis owner, on a dildo that you can have hands-free grinding stimulation on your external bits. And it can be quite pleasurable if you wanted to learn how to do that. That might seem extreme if you've never used a, a product before on your own. However, if you are partnered up and your partner is a, has a penis and they're into wanting to check that out, you could incorporate that into your playtime to add a little bit of spice and zest and something different variety. So tell us about the atom that you that you co that you created. So the at the atom plus there's two versions. The atom plus it's with A T O M is a dual motored cock ring. So there's uh, 
bottom portion is for the perineum. And it, it, so it has a perineum stimulation nub that people on the West Coast call it the taint. Some on the East Coast call it the gooch. So whatever you want to call the it. The rest of us call it a perineum. Yes. Yeah. I say perineum. perineum. Yes. Yeah. I know. Someone's asking. Asking. I actually, you're from Michigan, you say perineum. I can't I've say that. I've never heard gooch before. Gooch. That's what they or, call uh, it in Brooklyn. The, the, Shout the, out. The K spot, the Kundalini spot. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yoni Nadi. That's for you. Yoni Nadi. Oh. <laughs> There we go. No, it depends going. on who you're talking to. <laughs> we got words for words for words. Um, yeah. So what happens is this product, it, it's it's stretchy. We actually engineered and invented this coil system that connects the top portion to the bottom perineum stimulation part. So what happens is you stick each testicle in, you stuff the rest of your soft bits in, your soft shaft, and you... Uh, you change it to from horizontal to vertical so that switch when what happens when you have an erection or blood flow happening it constricts the blood flow to hold the package into place so you can last longer if you want to and when you turn it on it makes the entire shaft from base to tip vibrate and because of the shape of it it has the 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 hot octopus logo is on the outside with a little okay, nub. So, a so I am product. trying this tonight. You have you have yeah, to try it. One, they just have to be. They have to <laughs> be sitting in my drawer since you gave it to me. And Waiting. it stretches. Don't be afraid to stretch it. And okay. the bottom portion is it's hot octopus Adam plus the bottom portion is where you turn it on and off. I'm going to give you a tutorial willow off air after this. So you can uh, feel comfortable about, because that's the hardest part is uh, figuring out how to turn it on and off. And when it's on the body, it can be tricky, but that in, in general, it's designed with this logo that because of the wishbone shape of the clitoris, when you're grinding on that, it's instant orgasm. If you're on the top, if you're riding the, the penis owner, I think what I have, it just looks like it is one ring. Oh. To put both testicles in. That one is one ring for the shaft, the atom. So we have one, mo- one, one motor version of that one. That's a basic. You can also use that as a handheld product if you want or on a dildo. No balls And then we have a one. dual yeah. motored atom plus that has two motors. So depending, I don't remember what I gave um, each of you, but they're, they're both, the motors are really beautiful. They're this, this really, um, and you'll learn the more you experience vibration, you'll kind of learn what your body likes. If it likes fuzzy, if it likes deep and rumbly, if it likes more of a, the, the high pitched, if it likes the air pulse tech, mine loves the more high pitched fuzzy. Yes. I feel like it's more (laughs) penetrative and you'll figure it out. But that motor is this rumbly deep penetrative motor that feels almost fuzzy. So April, will you send us a link? of this one that it sounds like you put one testicle in one another testicle in the other and then it goes from horizontal to vertical preventing the testicles from going up into the body to release the ejaculation keeps them lowered um, to delay ejaculation this could change some lives we have so, a, Lux, a Lux version too where it's remote controlled so you and can be like hey has, babe I'm turning you on and it has two motors so on one on top one on the bottom so kind of whatever position you're in you're getting vibrations like everyone's getting vibrations and the cock rings like april was saying there if you're trying to receive the vibrations as the receiver so the one not wearing it, it is more about grinding like if you're doing the thrusting thing you're just getting these little teases on your okay. your bits so it is more of like a, a grinding sensation that we, our bodies would be doing together but the two, double motor makes it well double the pleasure because like we can change positions the motor just keeps going there's a motor everywhere almost everywhere but you know what I mean. it's one of my favorite products on the market and they're uh, most of the external 
ticklers when you go and shop at sex shops. This was something that I realized working at purepleasureshop.com uh, <laughs> that it before the dot com all of the before the dot com but all of the ticklers were shaped bunny ears or they yes. were pointed yeah. and vulvas are are like fingerprints. We know this because all of us have one. So be proud of your vulva. It, well, it is all of us in the screen. All of us yeah. on the screen. All of <laughs> right. this is what I'm saying. All of us that have one. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't looked at a lot of vulvas in a row, yours is going to be individual. And now you know it's just like a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. So Amy and I are definitely hung differently and we're proud of that. And so yeah, we are. having something that is a tickler, like a bunny ears, a lot of times I would cut them off of the okay. cock ring. And that's why I thought the grinding part would be really pivotal for a vulva owner fucking a, a dildo or a, a or have making love to a penis. Oh. Well, what I'm kind of interested in is helping men with premature ejaculation. I mean, yes, I want all the vulva owners out there to be able to grind and get down and get and get it all that they want. But I'm also really wanting to support those with premature ejaculation have success and and not feel like they have to avoid intimacy or be embarrassed or be filled with shame and it sounds like the product that you're talking about can really assist with that am i following you right yes we say it it helps with ejaculatory control okay so, because premature sometimes can um premature has, for whom it, right who some people might have a negative a negative awareness around what it means to have erectile dysfunction it feels like it's a mm -hmm. dysfunction so we say issues and then we say ejaculatory control versus premature ejaculation because the premature part can sound rough to some folks and it does we don't want to i and amy is really great about this too. Reframing the brain and the shame in the brain, like reframe the shame sure. and get rid of the premature because yes, it might not be premature for someone. Someone might be into, into quickies, uh, which what's quickie, right? That's all relative. So mm. it does help with ejaculatory control because it will help with longevity because of the constriction of the blood flow. And it also testicles. means if you do have any ejaculation uh, issues, meaning if you have something, your, your cock isn't getting hard when you want it to, it will help actually with longevity in that it, you It'll can sustain erections about cock rings. So, so if you're trying to do what April, what you're all talking about is to constrict the blood flow to either, um, postpone ejaculation or to keep, maintain a harder cock, a couple of things need to happen. One, it does have to go around the testicles. So if you put it just on the shaft, it's not going to do those things. Um, and a lot of people go in a sex shop and they're like, oh, you just put on the shaft, right? Like, no, the ball's going there too, except for the Adam, the regular Adam sex toy. Uh, there are some that are designed just for the shaft, but that's just to put a vibrator on a cock. Um, the other thing is if someone has erectile issues to the point where they cannot get blood flow in their cock at all, this might be like they're diabetic, they're on medication, cock rings still probably won't work for them. Pump, penis cock pumps probably won't work for them either. They have to be able to still get some sort of blood flow there. Like a cock ring is not going to be the magic blue pill for the, for those people. Um, and in, in, so there's, so if, so they have to be at least be some sort of blood flow there for the cock ring to constrict around, to keep the blood there, to keep the erection. However, hot octopus makes something that was designed from nine years of medical research, actually now 15 years going on. I just read a report that will help with blood flow to the penis so it actually helps with erectile issues you're talking about the, the vibrator the, the pulse yes yes yeah the pulse so toys that's There's something a solo can, duo. yeah but if again if something's but on some sort of heart right. medication yeah. or something and they just their cock just never gets or they've had a prostatectomy sort of, where yeah. that's yes totally a throwing a cock ring on it probably isn't going to do no it much. won't and you'll have an unhappy customer at least we saw that yes, at your you pleasure will. so yeah. yeah there you go 
And we don't like those unhappy customers. No, we don't. You know? Well, we love you, but we just want you know, everyone to be happy. <laughs> well, I think some uh, my experience has been having worked with a lot of men with this direct issue is you don't even need a cock ring. You can use your hand and yeah. grip the base like a cock ring can. And then you can stroke. And people who, who mentally believe they cannot have an erection, just it's a mind shift. And they've had... Uh, they don't have their prostate anymore. I mean, I've watched people who have convinced they've never had an erection in 20 years. And I'm like, um, excuse me, you have an erection right now. Would you look down and check it out? <laughs> um, so there is, I think sometimes it's the mind that makes up a choice and makes up a decision. Or there's a doctor that has said, you're not capable of this. Or you have no blood flow. Or this likely won't happen. And then that belief system actually, again, becomes a self-fulfilling um prophecy where you really just have to start talking to your body differently this yeah. is the sex the, the biggest sex organ is your brain and the right? longer the longer we hang out in the story the longer it takes to come out of the story too right so you hung on that story for 20 years it's yeah. not, for most people it's not this overnight thing and um and it's it's a long time to live in this this idea of who i am as a sexual being but one, yeah. of, one of the things I love about sexuality as a healing tool, though, is it's exponential in its ability to shift those stories and to shift that thinking. Like I've, you know, I've walked the world over with healing modalities and tried them all and have done them all. And the sexual healing of, of not only the physical body, but those neural pathways in the brain of like, I can only come this one way, or mm -hmm. I can't get hard, or I don't last long. And I come to earlier, whatever, all the stories, um, I have found that that is the most potent and the most powerful and quickest way to really eradicate a lot of that much, much faster than you would be able to either otherwise. Definitely. Well, I, I think what you're really pointing to is it comes back sometimes to that quick fix. People go in with an expectation. I want this to make everything better. And if it doesn't, then again, I'm a failure. And so we have to sort of use our minds in a more powerful way. We need to be more curious and be more open and less like, okay, I just want to have this quick fix. Quick fixes are great, but this is a journey. Like who we are as sexual beings is an unfolding. And we go through stages and we go through seasons. And there are times when things work for us for so many years and now suddenly they don't work for us anymore and we got to be mutable and adaptable mm -hmm. and Leah, and you know what that, i mean that is a good point that i just want to highlight because what you just said is really important for folks out there who have tried a vibrator and it hasn't worked for them who have tried a sex toy a specific way at a specific time in their life it hasn't worked for them and they assume that sex toys in general won't work for them right and this is where the key is and you're the key holder is to try new things add more to the menu and just because one thing didn't work for you doesn't mean that i tried anal that one time and anal's not for me it hurt right, right? you have to revisit and you have to understand that our bodies are changing every single day and just because one particular sex toy didn't work for you at one point in your life doesn't mean all of them are bad or all of them won't work for you and that's also fun to explore you're like you're you're like the this the the map holder to your own body seeking the treasure that's buried deep within Ooh, willow do you approve of that analogy I love that. Willow, I love that. <laughs> got the stamp of approval over here 
You know, I think that's such a good reminder because I think I've been that person who has sort of made up my mind like, oh, I've really never found one that I t- that felt like it was meant for me. And then it's, oh, and they're so expensive. And how many times do I want to keep on trying something and for it not to work out? And I don't want to waste my money. Like there's a story you can start to talk yourself out of experimenting. And this is why I think what you two are doing is so important is because you're allowing us to have a conversation and to get these different opinions and to be exposed to all sorts of variety of options. We get to stay safe because sometimes this stuff's hard to talk about and we can have different sensations arise and we don't necessarily want to talk to the person to the stranger behind the counter about sex toys or what's working for us or what's not working for us even though they look really nice we're embarrassed and so I think the podcast framework is so helpful because people get to tune in and listen and have their hearts and minds opened so they realize that this is an adventure mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can get a clue of where where would be the it sounds like how they're describing this would be the financial risk i'd be willing to take to see mm-hmm. if it works and instead of feeling like you got to try 10 things that you hate and to waste all this money you've got you people more who are talking about it yeah. And I'm wondering if you have any other tips or resources where people can still kind of feel private until they get more comfortable yeah. with being more open about sexuality to start to expand their life a little bit. Well, I mean, obviously listen to podcasts because that is in your own realm. But so if you're not ready to go into a sex shop, I know like for us at purepleasureshop.com, the store I have with my mom, we invite people to send us an email and you say what you're looking for. So I want, I've never owned a vibrator before. I, I want to buy a vibrator. I don't know what to get. And we would probably respond with like, okay, well, let's ask you a couple questions first and to figure to help you. And then we would send you some recommendations. So it's super private. You know, we don't give your information away. We send you links to various things that from what we can tell you're looking for um, might support that. I can't speak for all sex shops. Um, and, and I would say go with a you know, sex positive sex shop, like pure pleasure is one of sex positive means like we only carry high quality toys that are non-toxic. There's a lot of sex toys on the market that still are made of toxic materials that smell like crazy, weird, plasticky things. And they are not good for your body, especially vulvas. Um, and so that's and an butts. easy way and butts, yeah, or basically orifices uh, in mucous membranes. Um, you don't want that there when so a, a sex positive story like pure pleasure. And um, we don't carry that there and we can help you find it. Just send us an email. Um, you can send it to it. I think it's shop at purepleasureshop.com. And, um, and what for all of our listeners at shameless sex, which anywhere we are, are them, they are talking about pure pleasure, uh, um, they get 15% off a coupon code shameless sex. You can also oh, um, email us sex questions at shameless sex. We can't answer all of them, but we sometimes feature them in the intro of our episodes of, with, um, of people asking about sex toys, but we get, you know, a lot of emails. They could also day, so. do a search on our, if shamelesssex.com, you could put in the search bar, what your question is, whether it's sex toys or anal or, I want to learn more about the gooch. I yeah. don't know if we have gooch in there. We don't know you if we can go. Gooch. We do. Yeah. We do highlight which questions we are we are discussing we, on the show, and it's usually in the of, intro. And a lot of episodes on sex toys. We do. We sex. do absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked a lot about. Um, there's. I mean, in my mind, there's there's sex toys for women. There's sex toys for the couple. What about just for the man? 
That was the guy braider she was just talking about over there. Uh, the guy <laughs> braider. It's called the Pulse. It's by Hot Octopus. We actually have a worldwide patent. We license the technology from the medical side. It uses what's called an oscillating pulse plate. And what happened? Why it's it's so it's an it's I like to call it the automatic masturbator. There's also a couple's version that doesn't require a hard cock to play with. That incorporates vulva play with penis owning humans um, playing and and so I I also like to say it's safer. Than popping a Viagra or a Cialis because if you are on certain medications, SSRIs, you're not supposed to mix and match those meds. And if you're not, uh, sometimes this is a, a more price um, price sensitive uh, option to explore rather than saying cheap because it's it's much more it's affordable, affordable than buying a Viagra, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're price conscious, we have one at ninety nine dollars and it has this really cool uh, oscillating pulse bit that you put on your cock, no matter if it's totally flaccid, semi-erect, or fully erect, and you do not have to actually stroke with it. However, you can if you want to buy some lube and stroke with it. Great for folks that want to explore edging or multiple orgasms as a penis owner. If you have an experience with your partner and you want to go ahead, it happens with this, the oscillation versus vibration helps blood flow go deeper into the dermal tissue. So it is um, it is a, a way that that the medical side has used for a long time. And it was tested uh, with nine years of medical research on folks that had spinal cord injuries in Denmark because they wanted people to have the ability to have children. So my, the founders took this tech and we licensed it. And now we created a sex toy for civilian use. So we're not allowed to make civilian. (laughs) We're not allowed to make medical claims, but it is based on the exact same science and research as what's called the Furticare that's still used in hospitals today on penis cord, penis cord, spinal, wait, Penis spinal cord, spinal cord injuries, <laughs> penis owners, penile, robot penile. done, and I'm out. I'm glitching. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my partner just likes to use it in the morning before he goes to work. So does What's it called? <laughs> it's called. Go. So there's the Pulse Solo Essential is our flagship product that's been out since the beginning, since 2013. There's a luxury version of that that has a remote control, and then there's the Pulse Duo, which mm. is the couples version, so, sort of like the Wee Vibe, but it's a foreplay product to prep up both bits so you can get the blood flowing on both. Um, uh, sides, remove the device. You could do the edging and then you can, uh, you know, play with the hard cock. Uh, and then there's also the duo luxury version. So each person can be in control of their own remote control, the vibrating portion and the oscillating motion portion. Then there's an interactive portion where you can have sex with porn stars and with webcam models. And maybe with April someday. Uh, and all available at Beer Pleasure Shop. What about me? Oh, I want them to be able to have sex with me. Oh yeah, you and maybe with that they just need to I would get really off on knowing other people are getting off. Yeah, and then you can yeah. make some good money on this. Yeah. Just, just say yeah. <laughs> I'll license my image. <laughs> This is well, for only I'm some people. To a whole new level. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. when's, when, when oh, can I have sex with I'm Leo? like, wait a minute. I don't exactly want a bunch of crazy emails. Uh, so cancel, cancel. But cancel, April, never mind. Get a hold Scratch of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, please send us links. <laughs> so we'll add them to the show notes. We will. We'll do 100% for sure. We want everyone to have the beauty of an orgasm yeah. on the journey yeah. to the treasures within. So there's just a world, worlds within worlds. I mean, sexuality has its own worlds within worlds, but then you bring in pleasure toys and you start to play with these, um, these products that we've been hearing about. And you can really take your, your sexual experience and what you thought you were capable of 
far above and beyond what you could even imagine. That's the whole point of this is reimagining what's possible for you. So it's been such a pleasure and such an honor to have both of you on today. Thank you so so much. much. Oh, love you girls. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Love, love, love. Here we go. Ciao. Now, our favorite part, the dish. Sex reimagined with the shameless sex podcast, girls. <laughs> with Amy and April. Yeah. I just love those girls. They are just so fun to hang They're out with. so fun. They're just hilarious. I love the way April just like whatever comes to her mind. She holds nothing back. <laughs> yeah, she is all sass and totally sweet. And I absolutely love her um, hilarious personality. If you haven't visited shamelesssex.com and taking a look at their podcast, you're definitely missing out. Yeah, go check uh, them out. Because you're just going to get a hoot from these two. Mm-hmm. And Amy is just like so, you know, so poised, but so fun too. And, and just like wealth of, wealth of information. information. Yeah. Holy cow. Really yeah. knows a lot about, especially the sex toy industry, which was this whole episode was all about the sex toys. Yeah. It was fun to brush up on uh, some sex toy knowledge and um, yeah and, I haven't ordered yet but I plan to <laughs> yeah and what's possible with sex toys and how it sex toys really open up a whole new realm of sexuality for you and I just love too the the invitation that they bring like mm-hmm. if you've never tried a vibrator before it's okay you know I think yeah. I love that story that um April gave us like Amy actually gave her her very first vibrator yeah you know? I know I love that too and and now she's like like the vibrator queen of the industry. <laughs> I, I know. And it's fun to see her passion. And yeah. it's really neat that she gets to um, participate and collaborate with the design of things. I yeah. think that's really neat. I I love that there were some cautionary tales um, regarding yes. you know, the whole sex toys and clitoral Don't blow and, your clit out. Yeah, yeah. Like that was so interesting. I had never heard it talked about quite like that before and I think that was really important messaging I even liked their messaging around um you know avoiding the term premature ejaculation yeah that was great good distinction I I do think there is some like medical validity for sure the term but I do really support and like the the avoidance of that the sh- because there's something about some medical terminology that, that is shaming with an imprint of shame and Guilting. like is if something is yeah. insurmountable right. and it really made me realize that you know in my seminars we never use the word premature ejaculation we only talk about ejaculatory choice or ejaculatory right. control control um but i have seen some value in because wider audiences do understand the word premature ejaculation. So again, interesting take. Mm -hmm. And as I sort of filtered through my own beingness, like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, where do I want to come back to in terms of the use of the word premature ejaculation? Where do I want to roll that language back? Mm -hmm. Where is it appropriate? Like it helped me broaden Mm -hmm. and be more intentional. Yeah. So I was glad for that reminder and for that plug that they brought to the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. What did they use? What term did they use? I forget. Ejaculatory control. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. 
fact check. Someone will tell us <laughs> if our memory's wrong. But, um, you know, a little tidbit that I learned about Amy, although uh, it wasn't shared on the podcast, is that she is a, a part of a long line of Santa Cruzians. Yes, and also has like a whole founding family of Santa founding, Cruz. Yeah, of Santa Cruz, California. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then cool. also has this um, this in her family line of I think it was her uncle or great grandfather or somebody who was, had been peddling porn at one point right. in, in this journey. So like, <laughs> right. and you know, Amy has this shop with her mom. You know, I I've always loved that pure pleasure. Oh, you know what? I was so encouraged in this episode was just hearing their journey of podcasting yeah isn't it great they started it out as a passion project and and i've even heard um amy talk about it just personal conversation around you know we just we were gonna try it out for three months and then we were gonna check in and see if we wanted to keep going and we never had that check-in oh, <laughs> now, <really? laughs> yeah now they're five years into it and they are flying i mean they're doing so great they are working on a really big secret project right now oh. so that's exciting y'all are gonna see that coming out soon and um you know they've just really become such uh leaders in this industry and really are giving so much permission to to reimagine the way you think about sexuality you know they the speakers that they have on their podcast and Mm -hmm. the the openness with which they speak is really opening up other people's communication, vocal cords, voices, minds, um, relationships. I have mutual friends of ours in our community. They're like, oh, I've just been, I haven't been doing anything except for listening to shameless sex. And my relationship is like 10 times better. My wow, sex life is 10 times great. better. What a great testimonial. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's Good really exciting. Them. Yeah. I just really feel total celebration for the work that they're doing and for their messaging and for who they are. Yeah. For who they are. So raw, real, fantastic, smart, wise, funny, fun, cute, sexy, adorable, hot as hell. Yeah. We love you, April and Amy. We're big fans. Yeah. Well, love, love, love. Thanks for tuning in. If the hosts seem to know what they were talking about, that's because they do. Leah Piper is a tantric sex master coach and a positive psychology facilitator. Dr. Willow Brown is both a Chinese and functional medicine doctor and a Taoist sexology teacher. Don't forget, your comments, likes, subscribes and suggestions matter. Let's realize this new world together. Awaken Arousal Oil is my new best friend. Like Laura says, holy forking shirt balls did it deliver on its promise. I could feel the blood flow and warmth, and that was the easiest I've ever achieved multiple orgasms. This is all natural botanical oils. It is made with CBD because CBD helps relax muscles and it eases tension. This stuff smells so good and it mixes with your pheromones like so good. Get yourself some. Link is in the show notes.